friend, I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and ways champagne tickles my nose. I love to paint outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the oh, duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with more. Excuse me, I was singing along. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Carl! Hey. Man, that song was fantastic. Yeah, I know. You sing it perfectly, you know. And they should follow me on Twitter. And oh. it's the French duh, not the... <laughs> duh. You've recorded this song three times. In fact, I was trying to originally play all three at once. Uh, and <clears throat> SoundCloud tricked me and only played one, but that's good. Oh, well, like it would all mush together? Yeah, like anti-comedy, you know. Like I would uh, <laughs> introduce your songs by playing all three at the same time. But someday, I, 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 that's fair warning to people. If you're listening, God bless you. That, that really helps. Uh, perhaps you're listening. We're on iTunes by our initials, L W A F L M. Uh M-O-Y-T with Mike Spiegelman and we're also uh, uh, on mutinyradio.fm if you type that in it will take you to another website called pcrcollective.org and there you click on podcasts and then you go scroll down to Sunday and you see me L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-O-T or perhaps you're listening thanks to our website let's watch a full length movie on youtube.blogspot.com where we have movies and podcasts that you can watch and listen at the same time. And that is the premise of the show, Carl. We want to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, the listener. And we <clears throat> we got a good movie, and we want you we to do. watch it with us. So all you got to do is listen to the podcast, and when we tell you to, press play on YouTube, and we'll watch it together. Uh, we are going to be watching <clears throat> The Inglorious Bastards. From the uh, came out in the eighties, I guess. This is not the uh, Quentin Tarantino movie. This uh, Carl, what, what's up with yeah. this movie? Well, this movie was trying to be the Dirty Dozen. Um, uh, yeah, that's the underwear in my dresser in my laundry basket. <laughs> the Dirty Dozen. Because two of the days you used to have the Dirty Fourteen, but you lost two of the days. Well, there was the Dirty Baker's Dozen, but then uh, Charlie got shot, so they renamed themselves. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I should save it for the movie. <laughs> Originally, it was going to be the Dirty Baker's Dozen, but Charlie got shot. So they, yeah, on. he lost it, so they just they didn't have time. Okay, so uh, this is a ripoff of an Italian director direct, who directed 1990 uh, uh, Leave the Bronx or whatever, Apocalypse Bronx or some kind of... Yeah, he did go on to direct other things, but you're right, I don't... He was a spaghetti western kind of person. Yeah. And this movie came out in America in 1981, so it's nice to have like a spaghetti Western Italian director movie come out. 
1981 in the theaters. But uh, we're going to go ahead and watch this movie and talk while we watch it. Uh, we are talking about a film called The Inglorious Bastards. And the version we are looking at is The Inglorious. That's I-N-G-L-O-R-I-O-U-S. And then Bastards spelled normally. And then the version we're looking at is The Inglorious Bastards, 1977, Swede Sub, 720p, Blu-ray, X2X4, <laughs> S-L-A-K-T-A-D. And uh, if you got that far, then yes. It's also from me, Noam uh, Eduardo. I guess my name is... Uh, Which looks yeah. like Charlie Chaplin icon. <laughs> oh, I haven't even got that far. I'm going to go ahead and uh, click it, click it, get to the page, and immediately hit pause. So we can uh, all queue up at the same time. And uh, we got a little... Let's hear the ad for a second. Oh, Taste the yeah. many sides of Brookside. Brookside. Yeah. Oh, it's a commercial that's nine seconds. It's daring me to skip ad. Exotic fruit flavor inside. Yeah, a bunch of sugar with a little bit of fruit. For all your sides. All right, I'm going to hit pause now. That's a value add. Well, this show is sponsored by that ad you just heard. Okay, so uh, I hope you guys are on your YouTube page. Uh, yeah, it's Charlie Chaplin. It's a little tramp. It's the the barber who looks like Hitler. He uh, does. Yeah, yeah, does he look like Hitler? Yeah, he yeah. smells like him a little bit. Did too. you ever see that movie, The Great Dictator? He sure. also looked like that guy. The two guys. <laughs> he also looked like Hitler. Yeah, he also. All right, so um, <clears throat> we're going to go ahead. Do you want to go ahead, uh, Paul? Uh, Carl, before we start the movie, you performed in New York City, didn't you, last night? Yeah, it didn't work out. It didn't work out. I was, I did perform, but my confidence, I don't know. When I was up there doing it, I felt great, and I thought they were all with me. Then I got off the stage, and my friend Jeff's like, tonight wasn't your night. Not a good night. <laughs> Fuck Jeff. Great, thanks, thanks. <laughs> but we'll find out when the video comes out. I'm oh. not taking his word for it. Yeah. But you know what? Watch it with an objective eye, and, and everything that makes you cringe, you make a note, because you can change it next time. And You're that, right on the money. And that way you don't have to and you don't have to post it, just because you have it. You know? Oh, I'm not going to... No, you're right on that, Mike. No, no, this isn't posting, for sure. You know, yeah. i got to watch this thing, because maybe he's right. So. All right, so we're going to... I'm gonna, trying hard, folks. All right, well, good. I'm, I'm glad we're rocking it. Uh, we're almost uh, going to start the movie here. Uh, we're at Muni Radio. By the way, you can listen to us. We're uh, taping this live on, uh, what's today, February something. Where February the 19th. 19th, where the State of Our Union is on uh, campaigning again. All right, so uh, <laughs> I watch CNN every Sunday. Okay, all right, so ready? we're going to go ahead at the count of go. Uh, we're going to go press play and watch this movie together. I'll play a little bit of the audio just so we're in The count sync. of what? The count of what? I'm going to go three, two, one, go, all right? So okay. three, two, one, go. All right, so. Yeah, there we go. Great. I got a little, I can play a little audio. There was a version of this that was cropped, and uh, you could barely see, like, the stars. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I was talking to a friend, and he was explaining the reason why there's so many tinted, weirdly pitched, weirdly cropped uh, movies on YouTube is that the uh, Google bot can't. Uh, the so, copyright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can't. They can't pick it up. The Inglorious Bastards, a film not by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> oh, look at this! Right off the bat, it's cartoonish. 
the explosions. It's a little cartoon. Mm -hmm. with Bo now, this Swenson. was before computers, so people seeing this in the theater yeah. would be like, this looks cool. This they're is going like, to be great. It was before computers, so they're like, I want to tell my friends about it. I better write a letter and, and put all the spoilers in the letter. And then people would receive a letter two weeks later saying, Tony dies at the end of uh, Inglorious Bastards. We'd be like, ah, oh, spoiler <laughs> alert. Could have put a stamp on it. No, but before the internet, they wouldn't say things like, oh, spoiler alert, folks. Well, before the internet, instead of posting it online, you would write a letter with the, with the spoilers in it. <laughs> All right. so this music is really... Uh, 17 people oh, wrote tedious. this. Yeah, I'm taking this music out. Oh, by the way, I meant to tell you that they didn't, they didn't hide the fact that they were like... This movie was only made because once upon a time, the Dirty Dozen was made. As a matter of fact, their tagline... It's okay. The tagline is whatever the dirty dozen did, they do it dirtier. <laughs> well, part so of they were honest about it. It had been 10 years. It yeah. was a decade after. So I guess they had to remind you what the dirty dozen was. As we can tell from the title of our YouTube clip, this film came out in 1977. It, according to IMDb, it was released in the States in 81. And uh, so I just find that really kind of weird. But I do like this cartoon. It's animated uh, violence right now. Explosions of people, silhouettes of people flying around. So it's literally a cartoon right off the bat, the violence. And Tarantino loved this film as a kid. Or, or I don't know, the story he tells is that he reads about it. Yeah. And he saw it on a television show on Channel like 5 or 9 and it happened twice. Okay, I'll let you see the show and I'll tell you that later. Oh no! You can tell me about that. We'll, we'll get this. We'll get the well, obvious out of the way. There was a movie uh, in the late O's called Inglorious Bastards. See how pushy that guy is. <clears throat> he gets his. <laughs> oh, so these are prisoners of war. They're right. scummier. They're like the Dirty Dozen. But so far, there's like seven of them. Well, you see, in the Dirty Dozen, they're like these people are on death row. So go to them and talk to them. And convince him to do a suicide mission. Oh, there he is, Mr. Black Exploitation himself. Fred. This is our first movie with Fred Williamson. He said some great movies. He has done some great movies. Yeah, they show him on TCM a lot, which I really appreciate. But some of them are just awful, too. I'm not getting any audio. Thank God for the Swedish uh, subtitles. Yeah, right. Yeah. That way we know what they're saying. They're talking about a flangler right now. Okay, put on the sound because this is really lame. <laughs> this is bad acting at its baddest. Um, the, yeah, All right. You said Fred Williamson, that's what it was, yeah. There you know it, the war will be over. They get off with their ass paddled. All right, here Do we go. Do you hear the sound to... well? I got the sound up here. Okay. So this guy, he's a tough guy, right? And he's going to tough around for Williamson. And then they do tough. Watch this action. Oh, he said boy. I'm going to get you. I'm pretending to be mad. Yeah, I got my fists ready. I accidentally killed a loud mouth sergeant just like you. You want to try for two? They can only shoot me once. What the hell's going on over there? Move it! That's supposed to be a big line of the movie that like people said around. Glad you guys could make it. Well, I'm glad we heard it. <laughs> it was like, um, I, I killed a loudmouth sergeant just like you. Uh, do you want me to make it two? Because they can only, you know, execute me once. Right, but I could kill uh -huh. another loudmouth. Let's see. Uh, you know, it's funny because that's what I say to my boss all the time. 
<laughs> he's like, speaking of get back to work, I'm like, hey, I've already killed a boss like you. <laughs> they can only kill me once. They can only fire me once. <laughs> right. You go in. Go ahead. Um, you just saw the hip cool guy, by the way. Which one? The one wearing the uh, pink? The, the guy with the like Beetle Bailey hat. Oh yeah, Beetle Bailey was hip back then in Italy. See. See, the one thing I want to. That indignant. Oh. Bastard. That's an inglorious bastard move to, to kick uh, puddle into your uh, MP's crotch. Right? It looks like the MP peed. Maybe that's what it stands for, military pee. <laughs> I'm going to go up to a military police guy and I'll say, what's your, uh, what's that MP on your arm stand for? Mad pissing? <laughs> what's he going to do? I'm a man, civilian. Yeah, man. That's uh, if I'd ever joined the air, for, uh, the military, I, I could just go up to any military police guy. Oh, so this By guy's the like way, the Chico Mark. Hilarious joke. This is like Chico. He has all this shit in his uh, bag. <laughs> Except this is World War Two. That's what I want to address. This movie and the Quentin Tarantino movie, and even the Dirty Dozen. World War Two was not a fun war. It was a pretty brutal war. So mm-hmm. and it. When Dirty Dozen came out, and I guess even in the 70s when this film came out, people still felt the war, right? You yeah. Had, you had family, you were either experienced, been part of the war, or uh, you, your family has, or your friends have, but you knew somebody. But by the time Quentin Tarantino's movie came out, not that many people, like, knew people right. who fought in the war. So they watched You don't hear cart- stories around the table. Yeah, you don't hear stories around the table. But you do see this cartoon version of World War Two, And... Yeah, yeah. These, all these movies, uh, Dirty Dozen is about the horrors of World War II. These guys did wrong, and they're going to get the death chair, or the death, the death chair, as we call it, on uh, chair row. And they um, uh, they have one shot of redemption during this, you know, during all the atrocities. So that's the gravitas. You know, this one's mm-hmm. like, you thought that was cool? Well, we could make it look like it here in Italy. And then, yeah. I don't, But by the time the Tarantino movie came out, I didn't know what connection to the Holocaust or the war had to do with anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a very sound point. And I don't know, Woody Allen made that film that that was doing the same sort of thing, but it was about the Crimean War. Uh, that, I think that's, a, that's enough time has passed, you know? Yeah. Was that um, uh, Blue, Blue Jasmine? I don't remember. It was one of his very early films, one of the films before he was like, you can make any film you want. And he was doing Set Up Punch, Set Up Punch. My kids, my one kid loved it. And he was like in a Russian... Yeah, I know that, I know that movie. And uh, it's killing me that I don't remember it, but oh well. Yeah, the name is something easy. like. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it too. Battle of War or something. Like the name is... It was like, I'm going to make a parody of Russian novels. And people were like, oh, that sounds entertaining. This is a different time. Now it's yeah, like... Yeah, no, the Crimean War was like yeah. 120 years earlier. And that's when I think, okay, enough time has passed. You can make fun. Right. You can make the Dirty Dozen uh, of the War of 1812. Enough time has passed. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. Don't make me do the math. I, can't, I don't know much of history or math. But I think enough time has passed. So this is okay, uh, so here they are. Yeah. I want you to see that guy is a um, action figure. Okay, here he goes. What time is it to the guy? Yeah. They stole his watch. You see, so he goes, "Huh? You jerks! You stole <laughs> my watch!" So these are they're on a truck and they're all like prisoners. 
well, they're heading off to their sentencing, like they're, they, uh, you know, like to their fates. One will be executed, one will be in prison for life. You know, they're on their way. That's the difference between this and the Dirty Dozen. These guys are being transported. Right. The war happens and they get away. So they try to run to Switzerland, but their own lives trick them up and now they have to blow up a bridge. You'll see why. So, so it sounds like the plot shows up in the third act of this movie. No, no. The plot's throughout. It's, ha- it's going to happen right now. All right. They've got a plan. Uh, they found a fork in the road. And a bunch of other stuff. Is this a trap? No, this is just a uh, coincidental flat tire, which oh. gets them here. Right. But thank God so now they get to bully around um, Fred Williamson. Oh, they're going to ask Fred Williamson to fix the tire? Well, yeah, and this guy. This guy is the scaredy cat of the movie. He's like the little girl. It yeah. gets tough. So did you watch this movie? Yeah. I should do that too next time we are together and then I'll then I'll know my shit. Now watch he flips them out. Boom! Ouch. Fuck. <laughs> that would that looks pretty sincere. Oh, that looks pretty sincere. He just kicked his face. It's such bad acting, this Fred Williamson. Look, he's like, Oh, I'm hurt. I'm no, hurt. Fred Williamson he's great. I'm walking slow because it hurt. He he just does what he needs to do and it works. Yeah, he was walking through this. I saw a bunch of nostalgia stuff about this in interviews. The yeah. uh, director was there, and that um, and that Bo Svensson was there. Yeah, Bo Svensson. Uh, Bo Svensson they're was... talking about it like it's a very serious film. This <laughs> film is, is the reason you chose this, and it's, it's bad. There he is. He's Bo yeah. Svensson, and he's been in. He's a, a stuntman, and he's been in a lot of stuff. And he was in, uh, I think he was in the Kill Bill movies. As well, I think he's uh, the preacher, or mm-hmm. somebody in the the chapel scene of uh, Kill Bill Two, or whatever. Hey, he's he's been around. He was in Kill Bill. Okay, so there Two. you go. And I, I think it's partially because of these movies. And Fred Williamson was in uh, From Dust to Dawn. Well, he had a cameo also. Okay, you see the long hair that just just exposed. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that tells you that this wasn't really World War Two. Because no one you had know, long hair in 1942. Right. And there's later going to be some racism with Fred Williamson that's like so, you know, the 60s just happened, by the way. Yeah, that's cool. I like, I like stuff like that. I mean, yeah. don't forget Mash was doing that shit, too. I guess that was during the 70s, but the movie he and the TV coming. show. Hookah Air. Hookah Air! Todd Sky did. This is Learn Swedish with Carl and Mike. Bo. Bo knows. Oh, Bo. There they come. Here they come. Everybody hang. Put your head down. Did you know that Tyler Peller made a movie about Bo? It was mm, called Medea's no. Bo. <laughs> I'm serious. Shot in the face by an airplane. <laughs> That's pretty silly. Let's get out of here. Stock Shoot footage of an airplane. Look out, the stock footage of an airplane. Oh my God, my friend <laughs> just got shot two bullets in his face. Like the line of bullets from the airplane hit his friend in the head. While he was Every time him. they cut inside of the van right there. Yeah. I'm like, I can just see that director, Enzo, whatever, going... Okay, there is a plane above. And then they go, get their scared eyes on. 
They duck down. I never understand, like, in uh, also, Carl, in movies where there's an entourage, a group of people, and there's a star. Like, you know Bo's going to survive to the end. So here's yeah. Bo inside the truck, where obvious gunfire has been uh, fatally killing the people around him, but the bullets magically never hit him. Never. Right. You know, so it's like there's casualties of other people, but there's never, like... I'm okay when a film has a hero gets shot. Like, these guys got shot randomly, but the heroes never do. Right. It's, it's just a little irksome after a while. No, it's true. And and you'll find later that one I told you was like a Frady cat. Yeah. He gets shot, and it's like, in the shoulder. You know. Right. It's just a flesh wound. Magic bullets. <laughs> Did you see it? hi chop. Now watch him. <laughs> He's doing karate. In two seconds. Well, he he does have handcuffs goes, around oh, him too. I'm asleep. He probably really did choke the fucking actor out. And <clears throat> oh, they're in a little foxhole. See right. my shaky hand? Yeah. I'm acting that I'm scared. So all the prince all the people with personality survived and all the extras got shot to the, right, the truck. Right. We don't want a boring war. Yeah. That's what they should do in sitcoms. Like, our sitcom takes place in a store. <laughs> oh, everyone got shot except us. I guess see you there tomorrow. I'll see you next week. That would be good. That yeah. would be good. We got new recruits today in this episode. Look <laughs> out. Long. They're firing. All right. Little so guys, th- but the- All right, so they are... Uh, the fuck's going on? They're oh, they're having him. fun with the MPs. Well, they're well, not well. shooting them, but they're... See, now we're like a rag of... What's the word? Like a band of brothers. Ragtag. Like, Ragtag yeah, bang, like band of brothers. Guys. We're, a gang. we're good friends because we bullets didn't hit us in a surprise attack. And then we're shooting at the MPs like life doesn't really matter. Those are humor bullets when they hit the ground and make you dance. All right, so do you want to sing the uh, A-Team song, or should I? Sing the what song? A-Team. Oh, no, wait, I'm singing Police Academy. It's like you're like that um the guy who did the fake voices in that movie. Oh, you talking about Steve Gutenberg? His voice is so fake. All the sound effects with his mouth? Oh yeah, that was uh Bubba Smith. No, that was uh no, it was Michael Winslow. I was trying to think of all the people who performed in that in those movies. You singing the theme song George made me Gaines. Think of him. Well, I would be honored if Michael Winslow was great. Michael Winslow was in a lot of movies other than the Police Michael Academy Winslow. films. Gotcha. Yeah, I was trying to think of all the actors. Leslie Easterbrook. That was another. uh, And then uh, the commissant who passed away. So he's a By the way, what happened here was the, um, they're trying to, we're not getting out of here. Like, they're trying to fix the uh, car. And they're like, well, I can't do anything without any tools. So that guy who had everything in his pocket, he goes, da-da, da-da, tools. It was a big laugh in the movie. Uh, so is he, uh, he's an Italian soldier? 
Well, uh, these are all Americans. Okay. You know, this whole thing was shot in Italy. Right. Well, that's all, all right. the extras are Italian. And the director had very strict instructions for them when they were were shot. So they would pretend to be German soldiers. And he would, if you were shot, you have to die by jumping up into the air uh-huh. and twisting vigorously counterclockwise. So and that, if you watch them in the movie. So instead of like shooting uh, fake bullets at them or having squibs, the, their their body motion would look like they got shot. Well, I mean, if you get shot, if yeah. you're an extra, and Acting you get with shot, Carl. Yeah. And you jump into the sky okay. and twist, twist counterclockwise. Well, this is master oh, acting happened. with Carl. So, I'm, Carl, I'm going to take, uh, as a student of your acting class, I'm going to go ahead and set my scene. Uh, this is a scene from The Inglorious Bastards uh, where that guy gets shot. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to get into character. All right. And go. Whoa! <laughs> Scene. Did that work? Yeah, once yeah. again, I got the uh, Police Academy guy's uh, vibe. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. Who's uh, Tackleberry? God, who, who played that actor? Who, who played Tackleberry, that actor? Tackleberry, yeah. Oh, man, you know, one of the reasons why I have this podcast going is that at Uni Radio, prior to the start of this podcast, I had a monthly Police Academy movie viewing. Where we would watch uh, uh, funny the police all seven police academy movies. This is back when the, uh, the the station had a projector. Back before someone stole the projector, and uh, so we had an audience, and we would all watch and heckle uh, police academy, police academy two, their first assignment, police academy three, back to training, police academy four, citizens on patrol, police academy five, mission Miami. Police Academy 6, City Under Siege, and Police Academy, colon, Mission to Moscow, which was uh, straight to DVD in America. It was straight to DVD? Yeah. Nothing's appropriate by that point. Yeah, right. That's the, they would have... Was Three Men and a Baby in it? Three Men and a Baby was in the first four. Is that crazy? Steve Gunnberg oh, was in... Oh, he wasn't in them anymore? No, and then they had an actor who looked kind of like him, uh, an actor who appeared later. Wow. Yeah. Mahoney. Mahoney. Hey, Carl, keep going. I got. I got to fix something in the studio. Keep going. Okay, sure. Um. So. Okay. So this was totally lacking in realism or historical perspective, but that wasn't the point of the movie. They tried to make this movie originally in 1976, and it was called Bastards Without Glory. But it was rejected because the Dirty Dozen was like 10 years earlier. Like, nobody's even remembering it. So it, its pitch wasn't strong. And the word bastard, believe me, in 1976, I was around, I was 10 years old. And they used to play that song by Hall & Oates on the radio. She's a rich girl and it's gone too far. And they would bleep out, bitch. That's how strict the radio was. They had that Charlie Daniels song. I uh, told you once, you son of a bitch, I'm the best there's ever been. And they played that they out. made a version called Son of a Gun. Huh. Oh, are you back, Mike? Hi, Carl. No, I'm really entranced. I love, your st- I love this story. Keep going. That's the end of the story. They tried to make it in 76, and it didn't fly because they weren't going to say the word bastard, and nobody remembered the Dirty Dozen, so the pitch didn't really work. 
Yeah, there's a reason why nobody remembered the Dirty Dozen in 1977 because uh, all things must it pass. It was 60s. Yeah. Later. Uh, I think it was the 60s. It was. So, do you, so Telly Savalas was young enough. It was Telly, it was Charles Bronson, right? And then and uh, Clint Eastwood, right? Right. And then a little known fact it's four of the nine angry uh, men. Uh, do you know that movie about the, the court case? 12, 12 so, Angry Men, but yeah, Judge, 12 Angry the Men. Jury? So, yeah. yeah, so four of those angry men were actually part of the Dirty Dozen. They were oh, in the background. Really? Yeah, they that's asked that's them. Because they only got up to eight, so they said, look, since we already, on, since we already got you sequestered, do you mind going? Wait, so Dirty Dozen is 12 and 12 Angry Men, so those guys were in two films. Right. There's not a book in that. Has there been another movie like about like, well, I guess Suicide Squad, right? Suicide Squad. What? I haven't seen it yet, but I will. The movie that came I out. I have not seen it. I don't plan to. I think it's a DC comic I never got to know. Right. And people don't rave about the movie, but I don't know. <clears throat> no, it's funny. It's, uh, Ghostbusters will never have a sequel, but we'll have a sequel to, to Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad reminds me of Nightmare Before Christmas. It's yeah. a movie where the fashion and the style will outlast the movie. You know, it'll have a cult more of just the aesthetics of the look than like, you know. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, it's the same idea of the Dirty Dozen. These are the worst criminals. They're facing death row. Uh-huh. And they put them on suicide missions. Suicide Squad. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that's like the Dirty Dozen is a suicide squad. It is. It is. What do you got to lose, Sergeant? Yeah, I guess you're right. Oh, so everyone is just chilling out in a the barn. They're doing a shtick. Well, they um, they found a house. Is essentially what's happened here, and now we get to like learn about their characters a little bit. Uh what a boring. I don't care about the characters. I know this is a scene in which there's some racism. Oh, all right. Let me plug it in. Hang on a sec. We gotta hear that. See pretty boy there with his Beetle Bailey hat? Yeah, he he's like the Steve Gutenberg of the, of the Dirty Dozen. Right, his name's, uh, it's an Bang H. Rubble, it's, uh, huh? Whoa, don't change men, Nick. So are they dubbed? You know the, score? the voices? Oh, Peter Houghton. <laughs> Houghton. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was your question? Do, you like, are, are the voices dubbed? About 30 miles. Here, take a look at the map. Like the obvious Italian right, uh, right. actor is playing the American. So we've got two ways to go. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, what do you say? Do they have accents? They certainly don't. The, no, no, um, do they dub, they dub the movie, like the audio. Oh, there was uh, no, Nazis they didn't in dub there. the audio in this version. It's, it's the uh, original English, the original uh, soundtrack. Gotcha. Um, I don't know what the word is. This is a German who escaped, and he's like, I am sick of this world. And so he's like a defector. I'm so a hippie he, like, now. Goes with their theme, you see? Oh, so they're all going to go off to be Switzerland and be and be Swiss. Yeah. And he can like lead them there because of his knowledge of the area. All right. Well, let's say we are now 24 minutes and 29 seconds into this Bingo. movie and we're slowly getting into the plot. 
Well, you see, they talked about getting to Switzerland from the start. You see, the the, the guy who's the officer yeah. is a pilot. This one here with the gun, uh-huh. uh, Bo Svensson. And his thing wasn't like he was a murderer or a rapist or something bad. He just took the plane and drove to visit his girlfriend. Ha, ha, ha. First oh, time he got a reprimand, and then he did it again. And so he was off to get court-martialed. So he's still like a good guy, you know what I mean? Even though he yeah. committed a crime, he's like serious about the war and killing krauts and, you know. Gotcha. So he's a little creeper. All right right so- now, they're, you know, learning that this guy can be of value to him, them and is kind of like a... And it's just a bunch of bad acting. <laughs> it's kind of okay. It's on you. This is actually the true story of NSYNC because they were hiding out from uh, Nazis in a <laughs> barn and they found uh, one of them up to be German hiding up in the loud and they sang and they said, okay. That guy was Joey Fatone. Should I know that name? I guess you. Guess he's an NSYNC. Uh... Yeah, he's an NSYNC. He's a television personality. He's hosts many a uh, Oscar preview show. Oh, yeah. So this happens throughout the movie. There, a lot of explosions. Trekking along to Switzerland, and then they bump into the war. It's funny that like you can't shoot this movie in America. Like, let's go find a big field and put some explosives in it. Well, what happens here is that sort of what was playing out before. That is to say that the the bastards just sort of hunker down. Uh, and then it's the uh, it's Bo Svensson, the like good officer right there, who's like, let's help our boys out. We can shoot the Germans in the back right here. You know, they're like, I'm fine, thanks. So that that, that theme happens throughout the film uh, that he brings the dozens back into the war. You know, the right. Excuse me, he brings the uh, bastards back in. The glorious bastards. That's how they spoke back in World War Two. Like, they were going to call it um, Bastards Without Glory. That was the right. first. Yeah, I heard you saying that. That's uh, So inglorious, it's that they're without glory, right in there. I-N stands for without. You still with me, Carl? Yeah, uh, right. they were. Um, yeah, I forget exactly what you just said, but I do hear you. Do you hear okay. me well? Yeah, no, I hear you well. There's uh, Someone else is calling right now, that's all. Oh, okay. And I just want to keep you on the line. Uh, by now, the way, right we, here, he's like, yeah. let's help out our boys. We could the German, shoot the Germans in the back. And they're like, no thanks. And Bo Svensson talks him into it. See, watch. He just does it. <laughs> Is that the German dude? Yeah. Oh, no, it's uh, Beetle Bear. No, that's, that's Bo. Bo without yes, his avian. Yes, it avi- is Bo, yeah. Mm-hmm. He has and he's saying, avi- let's help out our boys. We shoot him in the back. These guys just want to hang out and wait for the battle to end and then keep walking. Look for the twisting. Look for the twisting. Oh, twisting. This is uh, Master Acting with Carl. It's showing the uh, bullet <laughs> twist. So this scene has several of your students applying the, the bullet well, twist. Well, see, this guy, one by one, he's bringing the bastards in. Like, I'll shoot you if you don't fight. Oh, twist. Let's twist again. Well, they all twist. It's true. It's true. 
They all like jump well, on shit. Oh, twist! Oh, yeah. Every time they shoot the Germans, <laughs> the Germans suddenly uh, abruptly Look, twist. Look, it doesn't fail every single time. Every time. That's great. That looks like they look like catfish. Like, have you ever gone to a fishmonger and they're like, you want some live catfish? And I'm like, yeah, I want some live catfish. <sighs> oh, catfish. I'm not getting this catfish reference, but. Uh, you put, you put like a live uh, catfish on a table and they start flopping around, like twisting. They're twisting like live fish mm-hmm. on a table. Like when they, when they can't breathe, when they. Yeah, when they're suffocating. <laughs> Isn't that fun? <laughs> Freaked my brother Jeremy out. I, I don't know if I ever tell you that story. We were fishing, and he's, the thing was flopping, and its eye was looking at Jeremy. And like, ah! <laughs> no. <laughs> we're, it's okay, Jeremy. They don't have feelings. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, well, I do to do. Oh, poor Jeremy. Right. He freaked, the guess. fish freaked Jeremy out. It wasn't really. <laughs> you would have been a much better brother. To Jeremy than me. <laughs> you have no, a I don't love. think I know. Way. So he does he ever eat fish now or like he still eats fish, right? Oh yeah, this was yeah. just an incident one time when Jeremy got freaked out. It didn't really scar him. He's yeah. fine with fish. God, I don't think I've ever been fishing. I used to. I used to do it myself. Uh, I used to, okay. I don't know if this show is the place to tell you this story, but the basement in our house was very dark. If you turned the lights off, it, you couldn't, you know, light didn't come in from outside. Right. And I used to have a band, and we would play downstairs, right? Right. No, I remember that. So we'd have amplifiers and a microphone, and we'd have a harmonizer, which was for guitars, but, you know, it made your voice sound, you know, you could sound like a midget, a gnome, a... Uh, or a scary evil devil. So anyway, it's old Jeremy. It was all planned out. I was like, Jeremy, something, something down the basement. Quick, you know, like I, it was worked out at the time. And he said, really? And he ran down to the basement. So as soon as he hits the bottom of the stairs, I click off the light. <laughs> and my friend with Armin and was Jeremy, how? Classic. He ran up the stairs. <laughs> This was like Grover. Oh, uh, that's so bad. I don't going to hell, but I was like 20. I could have been in my teens. It's a long time ago. Yeah, and he still hasn't gone down into the basement since. <laughs> Once again, he did get scarred. It was just a this day we did something. Okay, back to the movie. I totally digress. What happens here is they make a ruse. Like, the Nazis are all coming as the army. Right. So they say to the German guy, you pretend that you, we're your prisoners. And he, they trust him with a machine gun, you see. Yeah. And what happens is it doesn't work out. The Germans go, where are you? Where are you going? What's your orders? Let's see. So he's disarmed, and now they're all caught. Right, because that's like the lamest thing. Hey, I'm this guy you've never seen before, and I'm bringing in these soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, He's okay. pretending to be mad, see? Like, you can't take my orders. He goes, you have an American rifle, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good call. Yeah. Well, I guess that was in the uh, Tarantino movie. A guy had a hand motion that was more American than German. 
or more more European, more British or whatever, and then Germans were able to detect them. There's nothing about this movie that reminds me of the other movie. I guess it was a bunch of people that had a fight in World War Two. But Quentin Tarantino's movies, they weren't like criminals or death rows. No. They were all happened to be Jewish. That's fucking well, weird. In the Quentin Tarantino movie, their mission was... It, it was a mission they were on. Oh, uh, yeah. You'll, you'll go into France, and you'll just sort of... Kill you know, Camp out every single night, and just mess with the Germans. So now they're shooting a lot of people, so I hope to see some twisting. Oh, subtle twist. Spoiler alert. Everyone, it was 2009, that movie. If you haven't seen that, you're... <laughs> You deserve to get spoiled. Oh, you're talking about the Tarantino movie? Queen Tarantino bought the rights to this movie that we're watching now and renamed a war movie with, that's loosely uh, called, and he called it Inglorious Bastards, and he spelled bastards wrong. But kept and, uh, So that's what we're referring to. In case you've been living in a cave. <laughs> we want to welcome yeah, you Yeah, by the way, Hitler dies in a theater in Berlin. Before the war ends, in case you've been living in a cave. Yeah, in case you've been living in a cave, World War II ended when Hitler died in an explosion at a movie theater. I mean, it's in the history book. Yeah. He was watching a PlayStation 3 ad. And, uh... <laughs> oh, this is pretty exciting. They're uh, inside a uh, wrecked house waiting for other people. Yeah, well, what happened was the German army moved on and they left a few people behind and they... See, now they're saying, hey, these are guys, this is great. Then they find out, hey, don't, you dummies, they don't know who you are. Hey, here's a gun. There just happens to be a gun. It is a war. Some of this stuff will be modeled. Like, you see how it's... Oh, that was a total funny. model. Yeah, we're watching a bunch of explosions right now. A lot of explosions. Man, they really blew up a lot of shit in the last short time. This is models we're looking at. Yeah, I can tell because you can see Godzilla's foot in the left of the scene. <laughs> Where's Godzilla? Wow, now, were... this is some sort of fake thing. Like, Do you think it's a paint? The smoke's rising. Right. We're looking at them fake. looking at a field of dismantled uh, tanks and trucks, and it leads up to one a guy castle. saying, "Our boys did a good job, eh?" Oh, here, let's put on some of the audio. Now you see the gas fire there. Yeah. So clearly, a gas fire. <laughs> yeah, right. It looks like a range is on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a McDonald's. It was a Burger King for a flame broil. Yeah. That's why he's got the Beetle Bailey hat. It's a McDonald's French fry hat. Yeah. Well, he works at Burger King. McDonald's doesn't flame broil uh, their hamburgers, Carl. Burger King. No, that's... Uh, I don't even want to play their game. That's Burger King. That's Burger King. So the the bastards are uh, going through the rubble, this, this scrap heap, and they're looking at maps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or in it's all about getting to Switzerland. So it's like one of these vehicles has got to work. One of these cars has got to start. Right. <clears throat> Don't you hate it when you're like, oh, look at that. His canteen is actually... Uh... Yeah, that's supposed to be a witty thing. This guy continues to wow you with his... 
stolen I, shit. I don't even know what his shtick is. Like, he's a pickpocket and he collects. I don't know. Yeah. His canteen actually is a container of little things. And he, he opens it in a little latch. He's using he's white. He's got gadgets. Li- he's got liquid paper. He's using liquid paper. <laughs> Did you notice how the guy fell out of the... Yeah. That's like a cheap way of doing it. So they found one that works and he's all happy. <laughs> Do you think they had, like, when we have to pay these stuntmen to do something? Why don't you have a stuntman roll out of the car when you open the door? Uh, the joke is he's dressed up, isn't it? Yeah, he's got a lot of stuff on him. <laughs> thought you were a damn crowd. <laughs> Nick, Tony, Burl, dress up as Germans and let's get out of here. Now watch this joke. Boom. Who knew that was live? <laughs> hey, Lieutenant. All right, now they're going to go off to the beach. Surf. I think Switzerland is landlocked, but it may be a lake. There might be, yeah, there's a lot of surf. Switzerland surfing. Doesn't matter. Once they're in Switzerland, they could just fuck off. Wouldn't they still get arrested? In in Switzerland? Yeah. The thing is, uh, yes, I think yes. Um... What they're saying, the premise of this thing is Switzerland is neutral. Right. Which they were during the war, but if you are a prisoner of war who escapes yeah, another the country. There's, neutral doesn't mean they won't extradite criminals. <laughs> right. They didn't really but, think this out. They're without they glory, like Carl. Like, um, don't worry, the laws of earth and man don't apply there. But that's not it at all. So, so far, do you feel like these guys are without glory? And and if so, can you explain <laughs> what I just said? Why was he so, like, the director so determined to clarify these characters have no glory? Because they're criminals? Well, they have no honor, I guess, is the glory. I don't know. See, glory is supposed to mean God. It's, yeah. You know, like, in Latin, glorious. You know, it's, it's supposed to be. But they're saying inglorious to negate it. But I maybe they mean that they're full of glory. Right. They're in. They're in the glory. You know, the first time I heard, I heard about this movie and I heard the title, I thought it was kind of like, you know, this is, this is a, a, a cultural. Oh, this is an re- important scene, by the oh, way. Oh, it is. Well, it's it's gonna bathe. They're in their underwear. Yeah. They're hanging There'll out be by more Brooke. All right. So if I got we were already in Switzerland. This is an opportunity for people to be bathing naked. Right. You'll see. Fred's pretending he's playing football. Is this YouTube nudity coming up, Carl? No. Absolutely. You see, right now, there's they're hearing. They're by a waterfall. See here, he sees naked girls. Oh, they are naked. And we are, of course, at 39 minutes and 52 seconds. When I watch naked women on YouTube. Guys, guys, there's boobs. Come on. So he's like he's like the, the the Chico and Harpo. He's Harpo. He steals a bunch of shit and he chases women. <laughs> yeah, that's actually literally quite right. Now you see they're all naked and they it's all a lot of naked. fun. Yeah, and they. Uh, I don't want to ruin it, but yeah, don't ruin it. Okay, okay. This is like Porky's. This is what <laughs> I expect to see in a movie house in 1981. <laughs> this is like Porky's. Yeah. 
I can't wait to sexually harass these women. Why? <laughs> I. They're all like German ladies. They're all like Nazis, right? Well, well that's me. the thing. You'll see. They're Nazi trap. See, they like them, right? They're friends. Right. Until what? A Schwarzer shows up. And what does that tell them? Look, I'm bad acting. Oh, Fred's covering his eye. He can't believe it. Just. OJ should have played this role. <gasps> See, they're no, going, oh, American, American. Oh. Now, look what they happen to have. See? <laughs> oh, man. They're yeah, shooting, they're, they're machine, these are topless women shooting machine guns. With Finally. their picnic lunch, they just happen to have. Machine guns. That was great. They were topless and they were shooting machine guns. <laughs> a, a black person, but they were shooting machine guns, right? It was racist, but it was kind of, I'll oh, forget it. That's if this came out in 2017, show. that would have been the poster. Well, I, there is the Quentin Tarantino scene in uh, Jackie Brown when uh, Samuel L. Jackson is showing the Bikini Girls with Machine Guns video. And that is a thing. There are actual videos of uh, women in bikinis shooting off machine guns they used to sell. Uh, so, but this movie just had topless women shooting off machine guns. We never saw Jackie Brown topless, and that's okay with me. Yeah, it would have been nice. <laughs> I think all of them should have had a nude scene, all the actors. Pam Greer, is that her? Yeah, that's Pam Greer. What's what's the Mork and Mindy woman? Pam Dauber. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, you got. I got to mix it up too. Now they have all Nazi uniforms. You see, Carl, what's this? Well, not you... Fred, not Fred, but the stuff you spray on uh, on uh, pans. Oh, that's Pam's spray. Okay, so what has happened now is a bunch of Germans have shown up and they're trying to talk to this guy like saying, here, you go over there and here's the plan. But is that going to work? It is not going to work. It's going to be a a misunderstanding. <laughs> so this German guy is a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's totally going against his own people here. Right. You know, to, to run away to Switzerland and... I'm, I am this, you guys. Yeah, he's a very serious actor. I don't think he's blinked once. I, he, well, he's doing stuff like, I'm so damn sick of the war. And, you know, <laughs> and they talk him into it. Let's do this thing. He's the, he's the first unconscious objector. He's acting so bad. <laughs> Yeah, I was an unconscious objector in the war. I just slept through the van. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up, people were kissing at Times Square. <laughs> oh, so they Okay, got... now, he talks to them, and he turns around to the uh, bastards, and he says, Americans, Americans. And they go, oh no, he told us that we're Americans. And so they, everybody shoots him. It, that was a misunderstanding. Oh, good. I'm glad they got rid of him. He was, he was literally, now he's literally dead weight. Can I tell you why or should we wait? <laughs> well, oh, go ahead and tell me why. 
Well, maybe, maybe people are watching this and they want to know. So you just got hit in the arm? Oh. At least he got shot. Watch the twist now. Watch the twist. All right. They're like in the park right now. Right at there, Edgemont like Park. They're at Edgemont Park in Montclair, New Jersey. There we go. Has the twist happened yet? Uh. Oh. <laughs> this guy always finds the girl. That's my baby. I'm going to use that later. See, he's shot in the arm, right? Right. Serious. Ouch, ouch, ouch. This is a serious wound. Here, I'll put a hanky on it. This is the hanky that he's been wearing for the entire movie. Okay, in this scene, I want you to pretend that you're dead. Just don't move. Even if we touch you, just say like you're dead. Go, action. All the bastards. I might like, be having audio trouble with my phone. Maybe I should try to reconnect to you. No, that. I hear you. I totally hear you. Okay. I, I mean, um, yeah, no, you're all good. No, that was on my part. So here he goes. Hmm, is it raining? <laughs> it's like the, the parade of bad acting. It's just. So he kind of telegraphs every everything, his emotions. That's all. Someone splashed water on him, and he acted like he thought it was going to rain. I do. You're caught, sucker. Oh, um, guess what they did with this? Uh, this guy was such a famous black exploitation guy. Right. That um, th this got released many times on the video. One of the times, though, they they re-edited it after this guy had a lot of success as black exploitation. They went to the cutting room floor and they made him the main character. Of this movie that, that we're watching? Benson. Oh, wow, that's great. There's another Guess version of this movie. what they named the movie. Oh, God, something racist, right? It wasn't G.I. Joe. It was G.I. Bro. G.I. Bro is this movie, but with uh, Fred being the main character, not Bo. Yes. Oh, oh we got to see G.I. Bro. And shorter. I wonder, I wonder. And the tagline was... Tagline, get this. If you're a kraut, he'll take you out. Oh, yeah. He's a mean... Uh... All right. Well, look. When this movie ends, we're immediately going to type in GI, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I we found this naked woman, sir. Okay, what this is, is a weird mix-up. This right. is the French Resistance, right? And they're in Italy. Okay. God, he, well, it explains why the French guy looks like Ratatouille. He's French. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's the Italian resistance. I'm yeah, not I think sure. He's, he looks more like a rat, so I would say Ratatouille, French. Now, you remember I told you this Bo Svensson was like a legitimate pilot? You know? He had okay. a mission, you see. He was supposed to come here and meet these guys, and he's coincidentally bumped into them, you see. Wearing an SS uniform. That's actually part of the plan. They, you see, they were supposed to up as um, disguised as 
Nazis, but really they were experts, demolition experts, and they were going to blow up the bridge. So when the guy around and said, Americaners, you know, Americans, and they thought they, he ratted them out, he actually was telling them, these guys are Americans. So there was a misunderstanding, see, so they shot him. They shot the squad that was going to blow up the bridge. Do you, are you with me? I guess. So there was another movie that they were going to shoot. But the guy got caught in the beginning and had to go hang out with these guys. And now they all meet and they can start his movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the pilot was... No, I get it. The pilot okay. was going to okay. do this movie. But he got arrested and then his truck got exploded and he hung out with the right. bastards. And now he's caught up to do his movie. And he coincidentally bumped into them. But they had just murdered the experts in demolition. So now they make a deal, like... Oh, it's the rest of the storyline. We're, we're all you got, you bastards. So uh, we're 50 minutes into this movie, and now we're getting to the final part of the plot. Um, this is like uh, establishing her. Yeah. She's somebody that they fall in love with. Right. But this guy here isn't the guy. It really was poorly done. No, that's fine. You know, the nurse, the first soldier who goes to a nurse doesn't have to fall in love with the fucking nurse. Your first nurse girlfriend is never your... Well, no, it's just like these movies sometimes they're like, oh, I got hurt and here's a nurse and not only did she heal me, but I'm in love with her. So, right. Yeah, it's all right. They don't, it doesn't have to go that way. So he comes and he tells them all about the nurse. And, okay, by the way. Yeah. He is pretending to be the squad that were demolition experts. Because oh, he see. really is that old commander, you see. It's worth a try but everyone else is and dead. I don't understand, Mike. Why wouldn't he have noticed his own men? You know? Why, that's Jackson over there. You know what I mean? Instead, he was like, fire! Right. It just doesn't make sense. Maybe he this is a bad film in that way. He wanted to kill his own his own men. So I watched a documentary on this movie uh, as a DVD extra of the Quentin Tarantino movie. I think I should reconnect. Sometimes you drop out. Can you hear me okay Did now? Did you say you watched the documentary? Yeah, there was a documentary on this movie this that we're watching, but it was uh -huh. on the DVD of the Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh -huh. It was like a special feature, like, here's the backstory of those original bastards or whatever. Right. And it was basically, you know, naming one documentary that Quentin Tarantino wouldn't want to talk in, but he's very excited. He really loves this movie. It was a big influence, and he da-da-da, and they had the director. I think the director, he might have shown, might have been a cameo or something. You think the director might have been what, please? Uh, and a cameo, like in a scene in, in the... Uh, yeah, he was. He was? He was at the theater. Oh, so the theater that Hitler got killed in. Yeah, he's in the crowd. And when the actress and Brad Pitt and, you know, the crew are pretending uh -huh. uh, that, um, that, that really sharp guy, you know, the Nazi, the Jew hunter guy, <laughs> when he shows up and confronts them and right. charms her. Yeah, that director's there and he's laughing loud. And oh. if, once you know it's him, you know what Tarantino was doing. When you don't know it's him, he's just a guy in the crowd. 
Well, that's good though because I I hate when cameos happen and there's like not that many people in the scene anyway, so it's obviously a cameo. So yeah. it's nice, nice to have him in there. And I, I guess uh, one of the characters in the Tarantino movie, the Bear Jew, of course, uh, Eli Roth, he tends to act like this guy, the one with the mustache and the long hair, at the end of the mm-hmm. film. When they're in the movie house, he acts really goofy and, and like uh, pretends to be Italian or something. And he kind of acts as goofy as this guy in this movie. And I, don't right. know, I don't know if that was intentional. I would say there's one in every crowd, but it's like more like one in every movie. Oh, the goofy guy? Absolutely. Now, who was that Arquette guy who became transgender? Well, we, we saw a movie, uh, uh, yeah. Terminal Bliss, uh, which we did, Alexis Arquette, the late Alexis Arquette. Oh, yeah, Alexis. That's, what, that's the vibe I get off this guy. See, oh, there uh, he is. Oh, that he looks like Alexis? He acts like, yeah, I guess well, so. Well, he gets the vibe. You get the vibe. Well, he does, he does this over-the-top performance, which... Uh, Oh, put the sound on. Put the sound All on. All right, here we go. Eat. Son of a bitch. Fucking bastard. <laughs> he said it's almost in the movie title. Well, we turned it on a little late. He goes, do you speak English? Do you speak English? And he goes, yes, I do, yeah. And he goes, S-O-B. <laughs> Effing bastard. Oh, okay, now, this guy's pretending oh, to be hurt because the oh, nurse is coming. Oh, What's this? That's Are you okay? My appendix. How <laughs> oh, okay, know that? You wouldn't say my stomach hurt. No, no, not on my body. I'm on the appendix of my book. I spilled coffee <laughs> on it. Ah, oh, my testicles. <laughs> my blue balls. <laughs> yeah, oh, they're blue. They're blue. Oh, he tricked her. Now, this is not realistic. Right here, they're yeah. supposed to fall in love. She falls in love with him. Uh-huh. But um, he's lying right now. He's like, when I lead my men into battle, I could lose my life at any moment. She's like lying. And she falls in love with him. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. She's the only woman in this movie. She's moved. She's so moved. She looks good in brown. He's like, we have a part for a love interest in our movie. Are you interested? She's like, let me think. I, <laughs> I think yes. I think I would fall in love with you and be that love interest. It's bad. Great. We'll do the scene and we'll get you out of the movie. Like, is he going to, at the end of the movie, like bring her into Switzerland? It, it's actually... I don't want to be a spoiler. All right, all right. Can I be a spoiler? Yeah, spoil it. It's actually the very last scene of the movie. They're like, oh, Helga. So, but does Helga show up in any other scene than this scene and the last scene? Like, does she? Yes, show up? Uh, Helga. Helga has. She will. You will see her like two or three more times. Okay. Including the end. God, this movie looks like. It was shot in the 70s, it was released in America in 81, and it looks like it's from the 60s. You see, the thing that's really messed up about this is we're like in minute 56 or something, yeah, right? right. When B characters are supposed to show up, it's like really like 35, you know, like Act 2 has just begun and now there's a whole new cast of characters. She's really tacked on. She comes in at the end... 
like, I heard you guys need a love interest. Yes, we do. Right. We do. It's a little late, but I'm glad you're here because we really need that. Okay, I love you then. Okay, great. I'll right. see you next scene. We tested this movie with a test audience of 50% men and 50% women. Uh, 50% of the audience hated the film because there was no women <laughs> in it. With... Oh, I know, we'll add one woman to it. Okay, so this guy coming right now He's parachuting is down. the American... Um, he's like the leader of this so we're going to blow up the bridge thing and he's showing up now oh, right. so our Bo Svensson knows he's going to get caught in a lie there he is oh so he's not going to recognize these people as his own men yeah he goes he goes oh great to meet you in person good to see you and here's your man Bo Svensson <laughs> oh yeah there we go here we go that's, that's not him see, you bastard in the light. Yeah. Uh, hi. Hi, Jim. Colonel. But this man. Colonel Buckner. May I talk with you in private for a moment, sir? Of course. <laughs> yes, I'm very eager to hear what you have to say. You psycho. You that guy's like you're. Yeah. Yeah. Fred, stop yeah, moving around. This cigar is always in this guy's mouth. He never smokes the darn thing. That's yeah. Fred does a lot of movies where he has a cigar in his mouth, and that's kind of a nice World War II touch. The GI mm-hmm. with a cigar in his mouth. Sergeant Sam, Rock. Sam Filler movies does that too. German uniform. And you have the guts to offer me an exchange. So here he's learning that we. Sorry, we shot your men. Sorry, they're <laughs> all dead. But right. Look, we're just as good. We're Americans kind of with Nazi uniforms. So they're Americans no. who shot Americans, and he's saying we shot your men, but we're good guys. Yeah. We'll, we'll replace him. Sir? And then it basically comes down to you're all a guy. Right now he's saying, listen, my father coincidentally was a railroad man and I know how to run a locomotive. <laughs> oh, really? Well, that's great. That's what we were looking for. They, we killed your own men, which is a felony. Right? Not a felony. It's like, you fucking... We shot well, your own military men. It was a misunderstanding. Oh, it's friendly Not fire. even friendly fire. They thought it was the enemy. I don't know. Then he goes, yeah, okay, this is my last resort. You're going to take our deal. We're your men, or we'll kill you. So he goes, okay, we'll do it. It's horrible, horrible. They're breaking so many laws. I mean, this is the military. Right? These are all federal offenses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and who better to do it than these bastards? (laughs) No, No glory. That'd be the tagline in this movie. Guts, no glory. <laughs> and I like their their uh, church of the psychic youth, uh, their temple of psychic youth uh, emblems on their. Listen, I, I just want to complain. Okay, please. Do you notice how like the French Resistance people all have berets on? Yeah. It's just so. <laughs> yeah. It's just, so. it's, it's just it's just it's it's like it, it's hack it's hack. Okay, here's uh, the castle, right? Oh, they, they got to go into that castle. God. But there's a weird thing that happened during the movie. Okay. The the Italian like authorities showed up, cops and uh, people from their parliament and stuff, and they were like, "You can't have these real guns, okay?" And they took the guns away. So like. 
they had to model, make model guns out of balsa wood. And of course, they didn't fire with the special effects or something. So the director had to think of creative ways to kill people without guns because he just couldn't have them. And it was time to shoot now. We are not falling behind. And this is a, this scene right here. This scene right here and all the scenes you're about to see in the castle above them. So they're going to be, so uh, we're going to not see the twist? We're going to see them, like, lots of... Throwing shit You're not going to see guns that are functional. The gun on his side right there is made of balsa wood. That's and you so see how funny. he's sort of hiding it? Yeah. So, but he's going to fire at somebody and then they're going to... Yeah, they do all these great director tricks, like... He lifts up the gun to fire. You see the hole. Right. And then as he shakes his hands and we hear the sound effect of firing, they've zoomed in on him. <laughs> You'll see. It's lots right. of cool stuff like that. Or we're going to use a, a knife instead yeah. of a gun. But so the first half of this movie has been people being shot at by machine guns, even naked girls with machine guns. And they they're all, arresting they, him because he's obviously an American. God, right, because he's black. They do this all the time. Everyone right. else... Even when I'm not in prejudice America, it's prejudice. So um, they're like trying to figure a way. See, they're looking up to the castle where they're going to break him out. And... Oh, so they're going to do it. They got a look in their face. Come yeah. on. So they have I all love, these knowing looks. I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> the AT. Without guns. And without guns, you'll see. Bunch of fat Those mercenaries. Are Bunch of fat mercenaries own a van, the A-Team. They'll take your money and solve your problem. As long as there's no stairs involved. <laughs> this is the fat A-Team. F-A-T. Look, I'm sneaking up the castle now. This guy. Sneaking up the castle. Move over, Buster Keaton. There's a new silent movie star. Yeah. Oh, are you a fan of Buster Keaton? Yeah, I am. Yeah, me too. He's really... He's great. Really did some amazing things. There's a short he did called Seven Days about uh, him being married and uh, and they build an instant house that I used to watch with my daughter like every day. It was just it was just something we really like to watch. Isn't it kind of neat how he, what he's doing? Uh, yeah, that climbing up the vine. He's climbing up the vine. So the fun part about this movie, and I have seen some castle scenes. This is a real castle, and they do some neat little tricks that it's kind of yeah. fun to watch. You know, like they're going to rappel down a rope, and they're going to this guy climbed up the ivy of it. So that's kind of cool. I, I like castles. Uh, there's Here's a Jewish a accountant. Humor. That's the accountant of this movie. He didn't even notice. Ha, ha, ha. Uh -huh. So I saw an interview with Quentin Tarantino interviewing the director. Okay. And it was before Inglorious Bastards was shot in 2009. And the director, Enzo Cattellari, whatever it is, sure. he tells a story in which, once again, they were going to have a huge giant shootout at the castle to, for them to all get out of there. But with the gun restriction, it ended up them being them sliding down the rope, which is more clever. Oh, I, well, that's good, because that, that rope scene is kind of fun to watch. I actually, yeah. I, I like that. Are they, so they're shooting this in um, uh, Italy. That's right. Yeah. And in the movie, this is Italy. Oh, I see. Okay, so right now they're pretending to be German, right? Yeah. 
Now, the thing is, Bo Svensson is an American who um, is pretending to be a German, right. and so is that other, you know, the guy who parachuted in. Yeah. You know if somebody's speaking English, you hear their accents, right? Right. Yeah. We're supposed to believe these guys. Oh, look, see, no gun. No gun. He's got, he just happened to have a slingshot <laughs> yeah. an hour into this movie. He pulls out a slingshot. Mm-hmm. He's like fucking Bugs Bunny, just pulling things out of the screen. Um, so if someone was saying, like, I am a gentleman, I mean, you would know. They would know. Hey, bro. American here. Yeah, right. American up in here. Okay, watch. No guns, right? No guns. Right. Stab. <laughs> he was hiding. Oh, that guy got shot. He jerked no, his was, head. No, he was thrown. That was a knife. Oh, this Look, guy, I grab your kidneys and I throw you over. Oh, I throw you over. Oh, right in the nuts. Uh, nuts. Right, there's no like guns. the throwing all these guards off the uh, castle. You're right, there's no guns. It's so stupid. Now, you see the spears on the wall? Mm-hmm. And the bow, and the bow and arrow. Uh, crossbow, is that what you call it? Yeah, yeah spears? Yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll be employed. Oh, they're going to pull them off. It's like Matrix 2. They're going to pull off all the weaponry off the walls and start fucking jumping around. So why doesn't he notice? Oh, excuse me. It's not that scene. Oh, well, here. Let's take a listen to this scene. It's American prisoners. Oh, right. These are the prisoners. Why don't you answer? I'll tell you why. Well, see, this is one of those weird movies where uh, they use a universal language, which is English with accents. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what they all spoke was English, and depending on your nationality, what kind of you had an accent to it. So the German, I'll tell you, why? Why? <laughs> yeah. Such a stereotype. You remember what is it, history of the world in which the the French peasants they could only afford an accent? Uh, I, I I barely remember it, but yeah. Coca Cola Hollywood. Was Coca-Cola popular in the 1940s? What was popular? (laughs) Coca-Cola. Yes. Okay, so no guns, right? So tell your men to back off. All right, we're going to hit them with this riding crop. Right. Yeah. We're putting our guns down because they're also wood anyway. You can hear it hit the ground. Clunk, clunk. (laughs) Yeah, right. Ah, he's got us. Ouch. Oh, now they're taking the weapons because that's <laughs> they had to use the actual weapons off the wall. Ta-da. Wait, he got shot? Oh no, he got knifed yeah, in no, the he back. Got stabbed with a knife. <laughs> he did a twist. Oh, I got stabbed in yep. the back too. Both friends because then he jokes. It's amazing how these oh, things work, f- and they're like, "Ha ha ha! You murdered that guy!" I know. There's a lot of that in this movie where they're like, "Oops." Oh, I have a kill count here. A what count? A kill count, and Svensson is the winner, man. 77 people he kills. In oh, movie. my God. Well, good. They Number all deserved one. it. Number That's like one. a whole village. Does the director's cut. He goes to a oh, village. Oh, they did a Heil Hitler joke. Well, they do have, like, the swastika kind of picture of Hitler in this. There's the first, there's the only image of Hitler I've seen in this whole movie, and is the, uh, now, where did they get these things? This rope. Oh, man, that's so they got scary. It from Chico Would you do Marks, it? Harper Mars. So they got a rope, line, a rope line going down the castle at a diagonal. And yeah, here goes Chico. Would you Chico. do this? Yeah, I would do this. 
but I would definitely like this. I would pay money to see this in the, on screen for sure. That's entertainment. Oh my God, it's so scary to think about doing that. Oh, imagine like, hey, you, you go to Italy and you get to be in this movie. Do you want to do this or do you want me to hire a stuntman? Get a fucking stuntman. I'm not going to jump on this. I would be like, man, you have to hire a stuntman. Because, listen, think about it. Like, my arms to hold my weight. Oh, they're all like, it's doing not just this. Like, okay, getting on a cable car. Is that, no, wait, that's Fred. Yeah, what they're doing is that they're 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 taking a piece of sandpaper and hold and sliding down a rope, holding the sandpaper into a truck. Give me a hug. And so that looks like the cameraman was on that rope. <laughs> yeah. From the, from the view of it, so they got in the untie. Good thing they had that rope. Now, he's looking around at the bastard, saying, "Maybe these guys aren't so bad." Oh, I thought he was doing his Eugene Levy impersonation. Reminds me of Eugene Levy. This is Levy. the master plan. We'll get a lightsaber. Yeah, our so, goal is to paint this car pink. <laughs> our goal is to design a vibrator that looks like this tunnel. <laughs> now, you may be thinking we'd be looking at the map of the tunnel, but I digress. It's actually a picture of my prototype dildo. Gentlemen, my dildo. Oh, this is like uh, we're going to egg town hall, and it's a modus operandi. Do you remember that? Yeah, Carl and I did a uh, uh, public uh, access television show. In the 90s, and uh, we had a bit where we were going to egg Town Hall. It was Mischief Night. It was Mischief Night, where you... Where you uh, First, we went to Jerry Bellow's house, egged his house. Right, we went to Jerry Bellow's house, and we egged Jerry Bellow's house. And then we got and Jerry we out with us. And we town saw, Hall. Yeah. And then, oh, but where did we go first, Mike? We went to get a drink. Yeah. Yeah. The, the DLV Lounge. The DLV Lounge, which first is not around. Uh... Yeah, so we actually showed on TV us egging uh, police station or town hall. It was town hall. It's uh, Claremont Avenue town hall. Yeah. But what we did but, was we uh, it was great camera work. It was trick technology. This was before uh, computer generation. Yeah. CGI. We uh, had a shot of a wall, and then we cut to another wall, threw eggs on that wall, and we cut back to the city hall wall, and it looks it was seamless. And also when we filmed it. I was like talking into the camera. Hi, you know, because we we're going to put it on TV. So it's like, hi, we did not throw eggs at town hall. <laughs> you know, we're throwing them at this wall. Now the truth was, it was that um, uh, ice skating rink on Chestnut Street. Oh, I egged. love that ice skating rink. Yeah. Right. Is that like you cleaned it up afterwards? No, no. But I think I mean, there's statute of limitation. Yeah. Okay. Here's a trick. You see, we're about to see a trick. Would they divert the uh, Nazis with the old horse and mule, the mule and uh, cart trick? It's horse. fine to use guns, by the way. Now, you know, that's over. The castle's done, and there's going to be back to shooting. That's so funny. We're French resistance. You can see our berets are on us. <laughs> Well, you got to, because if, let's say you don't want to shoot the French guy, so you just look for the beret. Right. Oh, there she is, see? Nicole. Yeah. So and she's in another scene. Oh, I'm so in love with you. Look at how they're holding each other's hand. It's so clear that it's just like, ah, you, the love interest. Good, good. <laughs> I only have time for a quick scene. Oh, uh, all right. So here comes, so they're... Uh, Still hiding by the castle. No, right? Now they're impersonating Germans. God, because love. it's time to blow up the bridge. You see, one of the trains 
uh, cars has the V2 rocket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which have you ever, that's my favorite uh, vegetable drink, V2. It's just tomato <laughs> yeah. and celery. Right. Yeah. Like, I never, like, people smack their heads like they could have had a V8. I never regret it. I have a V2 rocket, and <laughs> I'm, I'm satiated. Did you know the, the James Bond movie, Octopussy, was sponsored by V8 uh, vegetable drink? My wife just came in the room. And she said, does Mike get a chance to talk? Yeah, that's Are you fine. Let him talk? I'm trying to eat a sandwich. I've been lowering the volume. I've been lowering my mic. I'm helping out. So they were originally going to call the movie Octopussy V8. Did you know that? Oh, uh, right here. You see, they're speaking and they're pretending to be German. Okay. How can it be that their accent is perfect? Do you know what I mean? And in Inglorious Bastards, do you remember that scene? Well, that scene is because that British spy was like a, a double agent who had perfect German. But the thing is, the guy, the smarty pants, the yeah. Jew hunter, he could hear it wasn't an authentic accent. And remember, they, he went over there and played the game with them. Right. It was King Kong. Right, yeah, it's a terrible scene, racist, racist scene. Every King single Kong. scene, that guy does a whole ruse. Well, you know, another thing is that in, in the Tarantino movie, they were he was an expert in language. Like, he was there because he can pretend to be German. These guys just happened to be prisoners of war who... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's oh, you see the... Walkie-talkie and oh, it's oh, ruined. No. They gotta go back to Radio Shack. It's so funny. One person's calling. I haven't picked up the phone because I'm on the phone with you. Yeah, Radio Shack in. So now a monkey wrench has been thrown in, so we can't communicate with them. So he has to go in person to give his message. So he steals a motorcycle. Mike, look at how these guys are in the front of the train. Yeah, right. They're, they're just hanging out with Completely guns. Completely unrealistic. No, I mean, this is a real train. It's not a model train. They're, it's not going to go I that mean, fast. Imagine maybe. you tell two guys, you guys stand outside of the train as yeah. you go. We want like, you, you on know. the top of the front of the train. You're going to be the first people on the shot. It's all going to be about you. And then we're going to have you cross a bridge and we're going to blow up the bridge. Oh, yeah, there's lots of fun with the motorcycle now that his walkie-talkie got wrecked. Oh, so he has to get over there. He looks like yeah. D-Day from uh, Animal House, Bruce McGill. From, what is he, who does he look like? Animal House, uh, D-Day, the the guy on the motorcycle with the mustache. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did that guy go on to do anything? Absolutely. Bruce McGill doesn't look like he did in, uh, in Animal House, but he's been ah. in a bunch of stuff. Uh, he was in Black Sheep with uh, Chris Farley. Uh, he was in uh, oh, the Steven Seagal movie. Bruce McGill's in a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, you would recognize him, but you wouldn't realize it was him from the 70s. He was hiding behind that mustache? Yeah, he doesn't have a mustache, and his hair is kind of silverly white. He more has kind of a, a stockier build. The one guy went on to be Mozart. He was he Mozart? Yeah, right. He was Mozart in the eighty two. 
Pinto or whatever. You remember he had the tissue paper in his hand? In the Animal House? Oh, right, yeah, because he... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a great scene. <clears throat> he was going to sleep with an un- unconscious woman who stuffed her bra. She was like 15. What was she? Well, I, I think she was like 14 or something. Something super inappropriate. Yeah. I think I mentioned it on this podcast. I, I've The first time I've seen Animal House was on ABC, so it was edited for television. And then at one time, my friend had HBO. That was the one time, that's the story. One time, my friend had HBO. But one time, we were watching HBO, and they had Animal House. And, like, I'm watching the first five minutes. I'm like, there's a dildo in that guy's, uh, guy's room, right? Because it starts off with, like, Otter or Pinto or whatever. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Boone or whatever his name was. Oh, uh, did you see the bubblegum, by the way? Yeah, the bubblegum saved, like, our uh, our friend Harpo Marx's motorcycle got shot, and gas was leaking out of this vintage World War II motorcycle. So he just took the <laughs> chewing gum, which he didn't... Right. He wasn't chewing gum. He's like fucking Bugs Bunny. Like, he's Felix the Cat with his magical bag. <laughs> he just pulls out chewing gum from his mouth, and not only is it, like, it's happened to have chewing gum, but it was uh, right. strong enough... To stop the... Uh, <laughs> it's a leak of gasoline. Right, from the because tank. there's a bullet went into his tank. Maybe the bullet's just hanging out in the gas, like floating in the tank. Look, here's our stereotypical dynamite. See how we have it wrapped in bundles? I do like the camera shot where it's at an angle. Oh, I stab you. We're still in the Capitol. And I use the knife and stab you. It's a pretty good effect. <laughs> I mean, this is a good movie, a good action film, right? No. Oh, he's riding his motorcycle in the pond in slow motion. (sighs) You know what? I've seen bridges, Carl, but this bridge, Uh it's a bridge too far. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, some of them are far, but this bridge is just too far. <laughs> That's the longest scene. The, the Nazis had to walk up to the bastards <laughs> and the bridge, and then they stabbed them. A bullet would be so much faster. Right, we don't have any guns, so it's easy to walk over to the guy and stab him. Well, you see, guns were permitted at this point, but they continued with knives for the continuity of... By the way, this room is the V-Rocket. It's They're on the train. Oh, okay. And there's the rocket. What they have to do is steal like this kind of gyroscope thing from it before it blows up the the bridge. So they're pretending to be... They're Nazis right now. They're pretending to be Nazis and they're right there at the weapon. That's right. They're pretending to... And they're totally getting away with it. Like as if they like grew up in South Berlin and they have that accent. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But they don't have it. They all speak English and and, uh, the Germans have an accent. They just does that accent. Well, you're not listening to the sound right now, but believe it or not, they're speaking German and there okay. are no subtitles. I think it's because this Deutsch, the Swedish this, version, um, yeah. Dutch stuff. Oh, so have we been watching an American version? Huh? What's that? Huh? What's that? <laughs> Ouch. Oh, I love how the second scientist walks over to the stra- first strangled scientist. He's like, what's going on? Did you just strangle him? <laughs> oh. And then he drowned him. Yeah, he drowned water. him in the water. 
Talk about darker. See, it says target common. It's so obviously the train's coming. Okay, he got hurt from his, um, uh, he fell into a thing of makeup. Yeah, right. I was snorting so much cocaine. My nose started to bleed so hard. So um, he fell off the uh, motorcycle. But I mean, the makeup is just so bad. It's like, look, it's just smeared on there. It's like they didn't yeah, have a right. makeup guy. Well, like, he must have, oh, he's dead. Harpo's dead. I do you want to do the honors with the big plunger? <laughs> Which, by the way, is the bridge of the River Kwai. Oh, I guess they blew up a real bridge. Stop a target. <laughs> I think they're saying stop the trade. I guess target is train. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. Those guys on the front, right? They didn't get flung off. Right, yeah, that's when the train abruptly halts. Yeah, it's like, you guys stand up here in the front, and we're going to drive 55 miles an hour. Well, this is not their first party train. <laughs> this is like watching Super Train. Like, they promise you Dirty Dozen, and then it's like, Saf, we're just kidding. Let's watch NBC's Super Train. That's why I could never be a garbage man. It's like, you, you, don't, you don't give me a seat, you expect me to... Hang on for dear life. Yeah. You don't want that life. <laughs> the worst part of being garbage man is not that you have to hang on to dear life in the back or the spray of garbage that comes out of the back that hits you. It's that everybody <laughs> in the neighborhood points at you. <laughs> oh, there he goes. They laugh at you. Oh, so there's some kind of trauma, and they're going to say, oh, we'll go check it. We'll leave this weird-sounding German here with uh, the guards. <laughs> oh, he just broke his neck. Okay, wreck. Okay, seriously, check out the twisting. They do it every single time. That's the rule. Well, now we're back to gunplay and yes. explosives. We've seen a bunch of people get uh, jumped near oh. explosives. Yeah, so these... Here comes slow motion, by the way. Oh, cool. Let's drag this movie out. Good, because I thought they weren't dragging this movie out long enough. Whoa! Quentin Tarantino really... Oh, here it starts. Quentin Tarantino loves this segment because it's... Everybody dies. You can really see their twist. Yeah, they are twisting. So, you know, these exploitation movies, they do try to have some moral grounding by having, like, you know, these amoral exploiters of action, they go and they save some, a town or a village. They do something good. So this mm -hmm. is their moment, right, where they uh, they get all the violence and it's for the good of the town. Or Well, that's exactly what it is in this movie. They're, like, they're escaping for their own best interest right. in Switzerland, and they get pulled into the war. But even though they're inglorious bastards, they, they have a moral fortitude to... So I'm okay with those kind of... Duty. So it's a war movie that exploits the war, but also says, you know, here's there was some moral grounds to the war, and here's an example of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's in context of what the, the horrors were, even if it's a silly exploitation of it. Whereas in the movie in Inglorious Bastards from the, the O's, it's just the aughts. There was none of that. It was just like one big movie. It was a movie based on war movies that took place in a the movie theater. Yeah, there's just all this fun. I mean, 
beating the guy with the baseball bat. It's just all sorts of gratuitous. Well, there's a lot of scenes in that movie that just seem cool in a trailer but weren't connected anywhere. Like one of the scenes in that Quentin Tarantino movie, they have a a milk-producing family and the guy rats out the, the Jews that are hiding in his house. But we never see anything about that family whatsoever. That guy made a decision to rat out people he was hiding. And we never see anything about that guy ever again. But the scene looked right. cool in the trailer. That whole scene was saying, look how clever this hunter is. He's shrewd and right. he's... But the woman that gets away, who says, I'm going to get you, yeah. he purposely undercuts it by having him just ignore her because he wants it and out of the war at this point. So they never, he purposely never delivers on what he promises, and that's, the, uh, and that's the, the drama of the film. All right, everyone is now killing Nazis. They're all popping up. Even Fred's out there with his fucking cigar. It's French resistance time. Uh, it's time to blow up the bridge, and we've got to get in here and... Now, notice that Fred Williamson just showed up again. Yeah, with a cigar. Mm-hmm. He's the only one with I, a cigar. That's his thing. <laughs> I don't know why he went away, um, but he like wasn't in all these scenes. But He was a prisoner of war. He was an Americaner. <laughs> he was a prisoner of war. Yeah. But they got him out in the castle, you see. and He was just hanging out. By the way, 450 pounds of gunpowder. They went through. Oh, really? Well, that's I have here written down, I told you about G.I. Bro. Right, which we're going to look for a trailer release after this. Yeah, they did uh, three other... They tried to release this to video a bunch of times. One was called Hell's Heroes, one was called Deadly Mission, huh. and one was called Counterfeit Commando. That's hysterical. I don't know why they... I guess they wanted you to think it was a different film each time. Right. Well, th- that's the idea, is that you want to have product, you know, during the heyday of these Now, look, you see movies. how they just turned the thing and let them through? Yeah. <laughs> they just say, thanks. They kill them. Well. <laughs> Don't feel bad for them. Yeah, kill or be killed, you know. That was their mistake for helping them. Open the door or I'll kill you. Oh, there was a whole genre. The door, I'm going to kill you. If you but go no. to the Philippines, you could pretend it's, you know, a, uh, you can make as many World War II movies as you like. I didn't hear like. you well. I guess it's my connection. Something, you grew up in the Philippines, what? Yes, if you grew up in the Philippines. No, I'm saying like you can make movies like during the 80s, there was a lot of war movies, whether mm-hmm. it was World War II or uh, Vietnam movies, and where they just shot them, you know, somewhere in the cheap and just yeah, like out. you would go to um, yeah the Philippines is where they shot Apocalypse Now for yeah. All right, here comes the train. The morning commute. <laughs> this is Long Except Island Railroad. Running away. Oh, the train was full of Nazis. Oh, twist, 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 twist. Uh, there's Fred. Fred's shooting a bunch of people. Yeah. Fred doesn't have the high body count. All he does is shoot people. Oh, uh, Fred's body count is 38. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, it's just not 77, though, but it's a lot. He comes in second. So there was at least 120 bad guys in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a whole country of 
Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> nobody else comes close to these guys. That Peter Houghton guy, the love, the male love interest right. one, he has 19, which is respectable. Yeah. But it's no 38, it's no 77. 17 Everyone is the number is where, you, where you go, okay, Grandpa, you can sit at the table with us. <laughs> like 77, I was like, Grandpa, you're going to sit in uh, your own table. I killed 77. Intensity on his... Uh, that's a balsa wood gun, by the way. You can tell. Uh, <laughs> I think the actor is Ted Danson. I can tell by, uh, now watch. Here's when they're going to zoom in on him, I think. He does a shooting and then... Well, he grabs some guy by the neck first, but... These are balsa wood guns. I don't know why... That's so funny. I, I totally have the sound off right now. Now they're going to empty the room. Guess how? They can throw them off the train? Right. They can't shoot them, so... Which is great, because these guys are all in their 50s and 60s, so they're at least hiring some older stuntmen. They're gonna definitely like going to die if they jump out of a moving train at 77. Yeah. It's like some stuntman wearing a bald wig. Whoa! And they, oh, what? that's cool. Oh, uh. So the camera has a scene of them by an open door, and the guy's like pushing them out, and then they cut to some stuntman rolling down a hill. It's okay, I'm all right with that. Watch you look out. You look out. You see the twist? Yeah. I'll stop pointing it out. It no, it's, it's fun. So it's a, it's, you, once you see it, you can't stop seeing it. Yeah, they're twisting it off trains. They're twisting into... The guys are twisting off of windows. That guy twisted into the coal pile. Everyone twists up the heroes because the bullets never hit the heroes. Oh, actually, it's funny you said that. This guy is about... See the slow motion? Tarantino yeah. loved that. Whoa. They go flying out the window. Well, there's an explosion. That's pretty cool. They're flying out of a train window as, a, as the train explodes. Okay, so he knows they're coming through the door. There's nothing he can do about it, so he gets clever. Well, he's going to climb on the roof? Yeah, he goes out, and then he reaches through the window. Bang! Yay, gunfire. <laughs> oh, now he's going to walk on the trains. That shit never happened. Even... He even twisted... Okay, so this is weird. We're back to Williamson. Yeah. And he's like in this... I don't know why... It's an old rave house. In the movie, he's got the love interest now. Not that they're in love, but I'm saying he's like leading her around and saving her. I don't know. It just... It seems out of place. We're on a train right now. That's what we're... You have to see G.I. Bro to explain. explains this whole part. Okay, so here comes, um, yeah. G.I. Bro. You know, they, they made a version where they had the white character as the main uh, person. It's called G.I. Snow. What, G.I. Joe? G.I. Snow. Oh, it was called That's G.I. Joe. That's the pun. Yeah. Okay, now look, he goes down. He's like, Twist. we did it. We're successful. Hey, friends who you've transitioned throughout this movie, and they're going, let's celebrate together. But he's shot. Oh, no. Everyone's dead. Yeah. So now he's like almost got the gyro out, but it starts ticking. He's like, I, make, oh, I the did the self-destruct mechanism by mistake. So now they're going to blow up. So look what Bo Svensson does. He's so smart. Meanwhile, we're watching Fred goes, also running. 
You're gonna stick a pencil in it. Because it stopped. What happened? Ha 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 ha. Hey, you, you're playing my jam. You were about to mention Fred Williamson, but you see how he he's there, but then he's gone. It's really bad. He was running. Done. He was running along the side of the train, and uh, that was a long time ago. Meanwhile, this guy just jumped off on one of those. Uh... There he is. There's Williams. All right. I got a train to catch. <laughs> Some sort of like Terminator line, right? Yeah, right. Your luggage. Wow. He just had to haul butt up that hill. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, all the scenes has like Fred pacing and back and forth. So when he finally, at the end of the movie, he's like running. It's like, I finally get to run. I've been pacing this whole movie. So Fred's okay, on, a, on a bridge. He's going to shoot the fuck out of this train. Okay, so he's getting on this train. Oh, he, he leaves his gun oh, this on this is scary. I would not do this. Jump on a train? He's going to do that. <laughs> he is. He just did it. The actor did it. Yeah. That's he a really real stunt. He That's really right. did it. That's right. Yeah, I would crazy. never do it. It's so scary. Got a lot of weirdos ride the trains. Now look, this is dangerous stuff for real. Yeah, he's climbing action. in there. Oh. Hey, buddy. You still dressed up as a Nazi? Oh no! Wow, he came shot. a long way to get shot. I know he climbed all. He jumped off a thing. Okay, here comes really bad acting. Okay, okay. let's let's listen to this. Not too bad. Okay. Do you want to get off here? After you. I got a couple of things to do first. Whatever you say. I'm fatally shot. It's just another day. I would take it anyway. Making jokes. Yeah, lay the cigar for him. Is he going to throw him off the train? Yeah, he's going to. There has to be an escape. I mean, why did he just get on? See you in Switzerland! Oh, so he's going to survive, Fred? Fred will survive, but it doesn't make sense. He, like, came to the yeah. train so that he could bump into Bo Svensson and say, right. you guys done yet? We're working on it. Well, I'm behind you. Then he gets shot, and he's off. Okay, so they get the gyroscope, so yay, everything's great. But his face is so weird. Oh, yeah. Something I've got to do first. You go right ahead, sir. Okay, Bob. You take care, Colonel. Tom. Tom? I don't understand the moment they're having. It's so creepy. Take care, Tom. Well, yeah, Tom has like a I'm going to kill your family look. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean so breakfast is not served after 1030? I mean, they were congratulating each other on their victory. Right. And he's like, I'm going to kill you. But it doesn't make sense. Oh, oh he did get killed. They keep getting shot in the back, these bastards. Oh, someone was at a desk. That guy usually, uh... Okay, we're about to see a whole lot of models. Oh, people are getting... Oh, good. See, like, people get shot in this movie, they fall down immediately. They do the twist. But not our heroes. Our heroes twist slowly enough that they can shoot everybody right. in the room before they fall down. That's right. They always... If you, that's true what you said. If you notice, the heroes get shot and then they shoot back and kill the person who shot them. Right. But everyone who else gets shot, they immediately twist and fall. Okay, now you see the pencil? Yeah. He knows he's dead anyway, so he takes out the self-destruct. 
Oh. Now this is a model. This is a model. Train goes boom. That's not a model. Train wreck. Hey, this scene is just like this party I had the other day. What a train wreck. That's a model. Yeah, these are these are models and they do it in slow motion so that it feels like. Don't worry, the explosion sound effect will cover up the fact that it's a model. Well, you know, it was it was no computer graphics, right? You remembered we were suspended police all Yeah, time. right. They're showing it the almost thing. looked real. Okay, now here's some love. Where's camera? Oh. <laughs> Look at that. Now, oh, why do fire. a faraway shot? Because they probably have, like, fire extinguishers next to the stuntman rate of, like, extinguishers. Right, right. It's the horrors of war. Nicola. Nicola. Nicole. Did you say like Nicola or cold? Nicola? Nicola, yeah. Nicola. Hey, Tony. Oh, then they say the end. People kiss over the image of fire. It is the end. Yeah. The Inglorious Bastards, in case you didn't remember the title from the first part. <laughs> is it going to be that awful animation again? Yes. Explosives and people flying. It did not end right. <laughs> it ended. That's good enough for me. Yeah, it's like, okay, we arrived at the station. Carl, we got to type in, I'm typing in G.I. Bro. All right, here we go. I'm going to stop this. G.I. Bro versus, oh, it looks like there's a wrestler named G.I. Bro. Uh, let's do Fred. Oh, there's a wrestler. Darn it. Fred. So, William. okay, what's his name? Williamson, right? Yeah. Okay, G. so G.I. Bro, Fred Williamson. I got... Uh, Will. I've done this before. I hope you guys enjoyed that movie as much as we didn't watch it. Uh, it was pretty <laughs> exciting. Had some crazy... It's- I don't get it. Do you? Yeah, it was. They had a. They were going to escape, and they decided to do one mission, and they jumped out of exploding train windows. That's kind of cool. Why don't I do Fred Williamson first, and then? Oh, they have a list of movies. G- no, what I did was put in GI Bro Fred Williamson, and I still get nothing. What about you? Well, I typed in Fred Williamson. I'm going to type in G- Bro. No, that's stupid. Yeah, what the hell. See what happens. Interview, interview. Uh, Maybe a Google Trump. search is better because. Well, you know, let's GI Bro might have a let's let's before we get out of here, let's check IMDb. Maybe we could find a um, uh, a different name, alternative title of the film, and that way we could search for that. This is the exciting way to end the show. It's like, yeah, well, I enjoyed the movie. We're going to check out uh, IMDb. Fred Savage? No, Williard Williams. So there we go. Well, I found his name. I didn't find G.I. Bro listed. Former Oakland Raiders, Kansas City Chief football star who rose to prominence as one of the first African-American male actor stars of the exploitation genre in the early 1970s who has since gone on a long and illustrious career as an actor, director, writer, and producer. It's true, he has directed a lot of movies. I mean, the guy is great. I'm glad we're doing one of his movies. I've typed in bro in the search. 
I found something called Code of the G.I. Bro, a 2014 TV episode. No. So let's say, so this movie, we're looking at IMDb, police story, I'm on 70. Oh, um, can I go on a little tangent, just yeah, a side note? Sure. Well, it says here that um, Entertainment Magazine voted... Um, um, <clears throat> what's her name who's in the Avengers and she's like the sexiest girl ever Uma Thurman <laughs> no but I am with you there um, oh are you talking about the uh, Scarlett Johansson yeah yeah, yeah she's they great. voted her the highest grossing actress of 2016 yeah uh, yeah I totally agree man she is gross oh, <laughs> oh man the grossest grossing, man. the grossest Ugh. the most grossing of any year, not just last year. Uh, 2016 hands down, but yeah, of any year. Ugh. All right, so you know, I'm going to check the trivia of Inglorious Bastards. I don't see a list of GI Bro. That's too bad. Would have been nice. Uh, so let's Google. 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 Right, I'm, gonna I'm Google. on IMDb. Well, let me type in GI Bro in, in Google and IMDb, see what pops up. Okay, so G.I. Joe, Fred Williamson, House of Nubian, classic black exploitation film. All right. Sounds great. So it, you go to houseofnubian.com. I'm not going to houseofnubian.com. <laughs> oh, uh, but don't bother. It's just asking you to add it to the cart. Oh. Um, well, here, let me give you my like social security number. Say that again, your social security number. Oh, yeah, I mean, your credit card number. Sorry. You will like to see its movie poster, though. It's a swastika's behind him getting cracked. Well, all right, so there's a legend. So there's a lot to this movie. We just saw a film that someone bought the title and came up with his own film inspired by it, and a film that might have been re-edited to feature one of the other actors in it. So this film is like Play-Doh, malleable. And it was a lot yeah. of fun to watch, Carl. Carl, it was a pleasure to have you uh, host the show with me. Uh, love to have you back, as always. And uh, thank you so much for watching the movie Same beforehand girl. and providing uh, what's going on so we didn't have to really watch it. Uh, <laughs> what's your Twitter handle? <laughs> it's Jokes Carl. All right. It's <laughs> to Carl. I'm at SpiegelMania.com. The show doesn't have its own uh, social media uh yeah, we do. We just go to our Blogspot page. It's Let's yeah. watch a full-length movie on youtube.blogspot.com. Uh, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Mini Radio, for hosting us. Uh, if you're listening, there's more shows coming up. And if you're not, just uh, keep listening and uh, give me feedback. Love to have you. And uh, All right, so I'm going to get us out of here. Bye. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Carl. Bye. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike. this song. I, I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh, duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with 
Alex. Ed, can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. Then it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. This is Tushar Matters with Mute in the Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Oh, 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., from Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, what a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruitFruitHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission neighborhood bar and restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get